First, they take your leaders and your president. Then they take your guns. After that, they take your jobs. Or some variation of that order. Well, the Griff Report starts now. Two, one, boom. Hotep Jesus. Of all the Jesuses I know, he's the Hotepiest. Social scientist and YouTube host, Hotep Jesus. How the fuck do you get a name like Hotep Jesus? The one and only Hotep Jesus. Ryan Sharp, better known to the world as Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep, Hotep, Hotep Jesus. Hotep, you're a genius. HotepJesus.com. Somebody said... What do you think you are? Some kind of Hotep Jesus? Ooh, and that's I was good. Just like, ooh, that's sexy. <laughs> yes, I do think I'm Hotep <laughs> Jesus. What's up, people? Welcome to the Griff Report. I'm your host, the Griff Guy, Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep. Hotep. Hotep Jesus. Oh, this is a real Hotep brother. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. What's up, people? Hotep. Hotep to the chat. What up, chat? We grinding. On a Saturday night. You know what I'm saying? You know what we doing. Big Poppy, thank you for the super chat. He said, run against Senator Menendez, HJ, from an NYC Trump supporter. Salute. I don't know if I could do politics, man. I don't know if I could do politics. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet, at least. Got a lot of other work I got to do outside of the office. Uh, which leads me to my first point. Let's hop right into this. Check this out, right? So... Hold on. Okay, no, I have that right. So <clears throat> I spent a ton of time over the past week working on, um, let me center this, working on this wireframe. So I, I want to do a new res uh, a new website rebuild for Master Focus. So I was, I ran through the whole thing, like the whole flow. Like when I tell you like the whole flow, like everything. Like literally, like everything um, is there, you know. Um, literally put this together this week, right? Um, but guess what? I, I put all of this work together. I put all this thought into all of this, created all of this, just to later find out I didn't need all of that. But the lesson here is sometimes you have to do a lot of work to find out you only need a little bit of work. Because in doing all of that, I realized what the core components were for making our website better. And it's only like, you know, less than 10 things that will make our website exponentially better. It doesn't need a full site overhaul. So we've significantly reduced our budget for the next project. Um, now, I am going to reveal uh, to the public um, what my plans are, what exactly I'm working on and every step of the way. However, it's only going to be to my locals community. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. If you're a member of YouTube or you're a member of my locals community, you will have access to my day-to-days going on, and I'll reveal to you the big project I've been working on. Shout out to Master Focus. Master Focus has got me on a stupid grind right now. My grind is like stupid, crazy. Um, I, I think I'm, I put in at least six hours earlier, took a break to watch Colorado get their ass whooped, but then was doing homeschooling stuff at the same time. So I don't know if you want to include that work and then helping my boys with their tech project. And now here I am grifting. So there's a full day of grussle, grind, uh, 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 griff plus hustle. That's that grussle, griff plus hustle. Shout out to the chat. I appreciate you for tuning in. Well, let's get right into today's feature presentation. This is in regards to, um, uh, we're going to talk about a few things here today. So we're going to talk about Elon got beef with Rumble. Um, Sneeko says um, black culture is the real oppressor of black people. We're going to talk about that. Some um, New York voters captured by uh, Fox News saying that they're going to vote for Trump. We're going to take a look at that. Obviously, we got to talk about Kamala. And then there's some other stuff. There's some crumbs left over in the grift bag that we may or may not get into. And, of course, we got some big brain uh, stuff uh, towards the end. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit of, um, you know, banking powers and the banking elite.
Let's get into it. First things first, cop Mala Harris. Let's get this up on the screen. Hold on. All right. Wait. Okay. Since I changed screens here, I'm still getting still getting adjusted here. Shout out to uh, the squad. Shout out to Alex. Able to get me this really cool layout you see in front of you here. All right, let's dive into it. What up, Lizette? I see you. Shout out to Lizette. Appreciate the love. Hey, everybody. So I have some big news to share. We are announcing the creation of the first ever White House Office of Gun Violence Prevention. First ever White House Office of Gun Violence Prevention. Now, anytime the government says they're going to prevent something, you should expect a whole lot more of it. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Now, the fact that they have a whole office dedicated to this now means shit is about to hit the fan. Okay, so with migrants coming across the border, increasing uh, gun control, making it so that people can't defend themselves, increases the crime rate, all hell breaks loose. So hopefully you're in a two-way state. Hopefully you've gone ahead and, and armed up because shit about to hit the fan. These illegals are here, about hundreds of thousands and millions, depending on where you live. I know there's probably over 100,000 already here in New Jersey. Stay strapped, people. But again, coming back to my premise, anytime the government decides that they're going to create a campaign to stop something, you should expect a lot more of it. So this being a White House Office of Gun Violence Prevention, you should expect a whole lot more gun violence. And we are doing this work in large part because of the activism, the organizing, the marching, the voting of all of you leaders. All right, that's just pandering right there. That's just pandering to the base. That's all that is. You're saying a whole bunch of buzzwords, you know, basically uh, rallying the troops, their social justice, grifting troops. That's all that is. Be it students, parents, teachers, community leaders who understand that living free from gun violence should be a right. Now, the, the odds of you living free of gun violence in your life is probably rather high. Um, many of us will never see gun violence, but the more illegals, the, the more those chances increase. Um, but many of us, frankly, won't see gun violence. Now, Creating a society of zero gun violence? Probably not likely. So we're going to work on this together. And, and, and you don't do that through gun legislation. You do that by making sure you run a good, efficient economy and get out of people's way so they, they can participate in all aspects of said economy. You want to lower regulation, deregulate, 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 delegislate. We're going to continue to fight for reasonable gun safety laws. Reasonable. So again, anytime the government says something, if they say reasonable, that means unreasonable gun safety laws. And for the ability of all people to live their best lives free from fear, free from violence. Fear is an inevitable. It's part of life. We are going to experience various degrees of fear. So she cannot even make that promise for you. Thank you for all that you have done and continue to do. So I um, created a, uh, a nice cheat sheet here for you on my Twitter account to cover, you know, just the basics here of Kamala's um, little program, right? So obviously they're going to create a new office, right? New office reducing violence under the law. So what does this new office mean? This new office means shiny new cushy chairs it means um, a waste of taxpayer money. Really, that's what it means. We're going to take taxpayer money, create this new office, and um, uh, funnel money, funnel tax money to our friends, right? So our friends run consulting agencies, activist consulting agencies, all types of different consulting agencies. So we're going to funnel some of this taxpayer money to our friends and family. 
first and foremost, but a nice, beautiful, shiny office for the communists, more more jobs uh, for for the government. And, um, you know, basically, uh, you know, these are ghost jobs. These are jobs that really have no end, but still sap a budget. Then they have uh, Stephanie Feldman, a long longtime Biden aide, is going to serve as the director. Greg Jackson and Rob Wilcox are appointed as deputy directors. Uh, they say that advocates view this as a crucial step amid stalled gun safety legislation. Um, basically, they're saying they can't get through to the Republicans. Thank God for Republicans. Uh, opportunity to generate enthusiasm among youth voters in Biden's reelection campaign. Now, that's pretty interesting because what does Biden get reelected have anything to do with this? And again, these are just these empty gestures, right? These are empty gestures so that when the election comes around next year, Democrats can say, oh, look, we we did this and we did that. And they'll point to this new program. We put together this new office, this new office to handle gun violence. And so, again, just stuff, stuff you know, full of air going into election season to say they did something. Look at this one. Part of broader administration efforts include climate and immigration. I already talked about the immigrants and how this plays into uh, the immigrants playing the gun violence, but what the hell does climate have anything to do with this? Of course, anytime they create a new office, you know, there are all types of things inside the bill, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, climate is going to come along with that. So therefore we have communism confirmed. Um, yeah, it's, it, this is a disaster. This whole Kamala Harris, you know, it comes back to the fact that we said when Biden gets in office, it's going to be crime bill Joe back out here. Crime bill Joe going to lock y'all asses up. You walking around with a firearm or we change the laws and you didn't keep up with it. We're going to lock you up. So again, Democrats get into office. Bigger government, inflating the government, more laws coming down on people. The typical things we expected from Cop Mala Harris. Let's go back in the bag. What up, chat? Who's in the chat? Let me see. Who in the chat? Yeah, guns ain't going nowhere. Guns ain't going nowhere. Uh, I'm all for a Second Amendment, but 1911 should be banned. What? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw my tweet earlier about, about Kamala aging. <laughs> Goldstein, what up, man? I'm going to have to take one of those dudes up on the offer for clean clean blickies on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, you ever get that, yo? You get the... Chat, have you ever gotten those those Twitter bot accounts? I don't know what they are, burner accounts, but they like try to sell you guns on Twitter. It's really funny. Probably a Fed account. All right, let's go back in the bag. What else we got in this? What we got? What else we got in here? All right. Um, let's just talk about this just to get this out the way. So. It says, uh, you know, Russell Brand is responding to uh, the UK and their regulations or, you know, their response or whatever. And Rumble is, you know, is uh, in partnership with Russell Brand, I think, or something like that. And then here comes your boy Elon. Look at look at this pitiful tweet from Elon. It is rather disappointing that he is exclusively pushing Rumble when X has supported free speech just as much. What kind of hater shit is this? It's disappointing that he's you mad because he won't create content on your platform. And here go Lauren Luma. She said, why be why be disappointed? Rumble video allows for everyone to monetize equally and doesn't have a lawful but awful list of like X does. Getting getting. So Russell Brand has a point. You're going to have to take this up with. Uh, Lindaya X, that's Linda Yaccarino, because of her policies, because her policies are anti-free speech. Um, Jake Shields says, X is much better than Twitter, but you have banned Alex Jones, yay, and many others, and have it so we can't even discuss certain historical events. Oh, boy. 
Uh, Dan Bongino says, this isn't zero sum. I own a good chunk of Rumble, and I've spoken in your defense many times. I've also promoted Tucker's show, which is on X only. Yeah, like, are we going to grow up here, uh, Elon? Um, Torba says, Rumble pays creators like him and many others millions of dollars to shill their platform, which has a hate speech policy and isn't a free speech platform. Here we go. Now, that's true. Rumble does. Uh, I think uh, academics and a bunch of other content creators have gotten a deal with Rumble, really big deals. So I think Russell Brand probably wouldn't be any different. And he probably got a deal with Rumble. Um, Robert Barnes. Barnes Law says Rumble has is uh is better than X. Example, Owen Schroyer still denies account while a fake account Owen Owen Schroyer's is verified, misleads people regularly, defames him daily, and X does nothing about it. Uh the quartering. He says under Elon Musk, Twitter has approved 83% of censorship requests by authoritarian governments. Thoughts? Oh man. So they're they're leaning into um Laura Loomis says Alex Jones is on Rumble. He's stand, still banned on X. Tommy Robinson is on Rumble. He's still banned on X. Please, please bring them back to X. Nick Flores says uh, the difference is that the Rumble CEO spoke out and published a letter that politician was dis distributing. The CEO of X, Lisa, what's her name? Linda, what's her name? Said nothing. Sure, I know what you did, which is great, but she said nothing. And more importantly, she continues shadow banning most users. Free speech without reach is fine for trolls, but to apply it widespread to everyone except your buddies playing the follow me, I'll follow you mutual subscription game is not really supporting free speech. Get him. Get him. Liberty, the Clint Russell, he says, um, Elon, you have banned a lot of accounts. You have improved the terms of service, but you're not on the level of rumble in terms of defending free speech. I hope you will be soon. I'd like to have two platforms that actually allow us to speak freely. As you can see here, Elon's getting his ass whooped in this thread. Um, Joey says, uh, I think it's because Rumble is a direct YouTube competitor. X is more of an in all inclusive social experience. Now this would be my response. This is, this is the most common sense response. I would think this is what I believe like Elon This this really, really comes down to the fact that you're not a video platform and you're trying to be. And I, frankly, I don't know why. I don't know why Elon, I, like, I get it. Like, I actually, let me, let me take it back. I know why. Because video is fucking king right now, okay? Video is king right now. So if you can get video on your platform, you've got gold because video translates to advertising dollars better than most uh, mediums of um, content distribution. So I get why he wants that. Okay, that looks much prettier now. Um, actually, hold on. Let me just, um, I don't know. I'm just a little weird. Uh, so again, I see why, and this is, this is exactly why, because rumble is a direct competitor to YouTube. We want something like YouTube and I, I don't, I streamed on, on Twitter the other day. Like, like is Twitter does even does does the Twitter experience even call for long form video content? Like, are people actually going to sit there and view that? It's, it's not that type of platform, because if I'm scrolling my timeline and I'm watching a stream and then another video pops up, I watch that video. What happens to that stream? Is it going to stay hovered or is it going to disappear and go back to your tweet? There's a lot of UX things that Elon has to work on before he wants to try and compete with Rumble or YouTube. So he needs to just chill out. He needs to chill out. Uh, hey, operation like button. Hey, try to find the like button on your device, TV screen, mobile device. Find the like button for this stream and tap it, please. That'll help us uh, rank higher in the algorithm. And on Rumble, hopefully it'll pull us to the front page. Please do so now. Thank you very much. All right, let's go back in the biggie bag. 
Don Day says, sup, HJ. Saturday night, Griff Report. What up? Don Day, I didn't approve your affiliate link because you didn't include any of your social media accounts. You got to include your social media accounts in the form. Could you please edit that, please, and get that over to me um, so I can approve your account? Um, in case anybody's not aware, we now have an affiliate program. So if you'd like to sell Master Focus, you can sign up. You get an affiliate link. Once you go in, hit your dashboard. You can customize that link. So if you want to make it trymasterfocus.com slash John Brown, you can customize your link and you can have it just like that. Okay. So this is 20, 25% commission on every sale and 25% recurring for every sale thereafter. So we have a monthly subscription model, which means that if you get a person to buy once and they can, and they, and they don't cancel their subscription, you'll get paid for the next month and the next month and the next month and the next month after that. This is for a limited time because it's absolutely ludicrous. Nobody in the planet should be running a, 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 a commission program like this. Uh, we're losing money on something like this. But this is something we're doing for an introductory period of time. So if you want to earn passive income, this is one of the best places on the Internet to start that. Hit the link in the description box. It says earn. Go on there. Join our program and you can start earning. All right. Let's go back in the bag. <clears throat> Let's talk about Sneeko. Sneeko says black culture is the real oppressor of black people. Now, hold on. I just want to make sure X, I scheduled a tweet to go out. Okay, it went out. Okay, good. We're good. All right. I just want to make sure we, we had our uh, promo tweet. There it is. Our promo tweet. This guy said he smacked the like button for me. So that's good. Great news. All right, let's go back in the bag and let's pull this up. So this video has been making its rounds. Sneeko says black culture is the real oppressor of black people. And I saw many people make some commentary on this. Uh, I had not listened to this video. So I want to listen now and give an honest opinion and tell you, is this teacher is this is this wrongful conduct by the teacher or rightful conduct by the by the teacher? This is what we want to see. Let's go. Um, okay. All right. All right. All right. I knew I, this, see, I knew this is what it was going to be. I knew this was going to be. Um, and I, I know, I know uncle Hotep's take on this. I already know uncle Hotep going to have a shine take on uh, a, a coon take on this. I am not going to have a coon take on this. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I will be defending this video. Hold on a second. Maximo fines with the $10 super chat. You are appreciated. Um, yeah, Mr. J-Dub, streaming late on a Saturday. Yes, sir. We here putting the work in. Chrissy Mayer, Maximo Fine says, Chrissy Mayer, what a beautiful ginger you had on yesterday. Funny, too, especially Miss Pearly things. Uncle Hotep, get on board. Hotep Chewy, a.k.a. Hotep Jesus, appreciate the info on the CBDC. Salute. Appreciate you. Thank you for supporting the channel. Um, shout out to our members of the channel. Uh, and... Um, if you're over on Rumble, you hit the join button. I'll take you to my locals as well. And at the Hotep Jesus Locals, I'll fill you in on everything that I'm working on and my life. And, uh, yeah, you'll get the first and inside look on everything happening as I start to put that um, or continue to put that program together. So shout out to all my locals people. Let's come back to this video. Now, the first thing I wanted to make sure in this video before I chastise it was, one, profanity, okay? So we check that box off. There is no profanity. Cool. Great. Content. Is there any derogatory content in the lyrics that the teachers re recite? There is none. Another check. So 
what is the content? The content is actually positive, getting our paperwork done, et cetera, et cetera. Now, there is um, much hype in this video. There's a lot of energy in this video. There's a lot of fun in this video. There's a lot of happiness in this video. There's, a, there's something when it comes to teaching. One thing about teachers that is going to, and remember this for your own kids, the more you can relate to the children, the better you're going to be able to connect with them and therefore be able to motivate them to learn, be able to motivate them to actually listen to you, right? Because children just don't come with built-in respect. You got to earn that. You got to earn that with kids. You know, you can try and demand respect by being strict, but you don't always have to be strict to, to, to demand respect. And you don't always have to say, give me respect to demand respect. Sometimes respect is given when you give it. So I'm looking at this classroom. I'm looking at this teacher and she's performing this song. The lyrics are positive. The energy is high. So far to me, I'm saying there's actually nothing wrong with this video. This is great. This is fun to see. Getting kids excited while they're in school, putting smiles on kids faces while they're in schools. She's probably going to have one of the highest GPAs, uh, average GPA classes um, in her district, school, whatever. She's probably doing a great job. There's probably other teachers that wish they could connect with these children like this. The, the kids are probably like, oh, I can't wait to get to Miss Brown's class. We get to. And, you know, it's another thing is like when we're dealing with this is why other cultures would never get it. Like, I don't know what Sneeko is, but black culture is music, has always been music. In fact, music is a is an African thing. It, this is in our DNA. Sound is a science. This is how you build the pyramids and other types of uh, ancient technology is through sound technology. This is why we're so receptive and perceptive of music, of sound, instrumentation, especially percussion. So the music is a way to make things resonate. This is ancestral for us. It's like people, black people, like people see black people dancing and go, oh, there they go again dancing. As if there's something wrong with dancing. Now, with something wrong, if that's the only thing you can do as a people. But we can't say, hey, Sean, stop dancing, hit the books. No, what we got to say is, Sean, keep dancing, but hit the books. And here they've combined them. They've combined dancing with the books. But black black community on Twitter has become the beating post. Talk shit about black people. Get the engagement. As we can see here, Sneeko, 5.5 million views on this video. It's 30 second snippet. The sad part is these are children being judged. Kindergarten classroom being judged. A teacher, a black woman being judged. 2,000 retweets. And look at the look at the comments. Seven, the number seven says can't even understand what she is saying. Ray Yusuf and the cure is Islam. You already know, bro. Uh, Jay the Flame says, uh, to be honest, I don't see anything wrong with this. They're celebrating reading, boasting intelligence and boosting morale for learning. Um, then he says, I didn't realize this was a sexy red song. Laugh my ass off shit. I thought it was a tight beat. But that's a good thing. Like if we're taking the debauch, like the kids are going to listen to Sexy Red, right? That's just going to happen, right? We know this to be true. They're going to hear this is happening. So when they come in the classroom and the teacher remixes this song about positivity, take something that's negative and turns it into a positive. When Sexy Red comes on, the children may sing about being educated and, and being intelligent and boasting learning. Instead of the debauched lyrics of Sexy Red that the kids don't even understand. They'd much rather speak lyrics that they can relate to and understand in the debauched culture of Sexy Red.
This guy says here the amount of people in these comments saying this is okay. I, I, there's something wrong with this. Uh, this guy says, I don't get it. They are remixing a catchy popular song in a black community using kid-friendly lyrics. What's the problem here? <laughs> and this person says, uh, nobody ever heard of kids bop, white kids singing songs from secular music, but when black kids do it, it's oppressing them. <laughs> it's Matt now says, this is a bad take. Delete this. Uh, your, your phase, your rage says, uh, they turn in what you would call degenerate and damaging lyrics, lyrics into fun shit about school. Fuck is you complaining about here? Exactly. Yeah. 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 What are the quotes? What are the quotes saying? Can we see? Are we, oh, that's right. You can't see the quotes on desktop because Elon took that away. Can y'all make that make sense? Y'all make that make sense? Why, 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 why would you do that? How, how, how? Oh, here it is. Okay, view post engagement. You have to go into the menu now and do it. Okay, Fan Mahome says, no joke, that teacher might need life in prison. I don't know what that is. Uh, Drelly Hotep, no relation to Hotep Nation, says uh, those poor children. Some people just grift off Hotep Nation. They just, you know, can't help themselves. Uh, Top Lasser says we need a smoke alarm edit, whatever that means. This guy says you've recorded a drill song like two days ago. 7-Eleven, you still not send you to heaven, huh? In the front of the tax me, I murdered your soul, relax me like, get it bow. My God, go get it, I go get it to bow. Wow, Sneeko has a drill song? Wow, wow. This is terrible. This is, see what I'm saying? This is just another level of grift. Where you talk shit about black culture is oppressive of black people, and then the next thing he does is a rap video. <laughs> Crash Benji says uh, Sneeko is an Asian man that constantly attacks and makes racist comments about black Americans. Sneeko promotes to children to hate women. How much longer are y'all going to keep giving this garbage human a platform? He got his grift down. You got his grift down. Adam 22 says, what's the problem exactly? This is great. You absolute dickhead. You got to really hate black people to not like that video. Baked Alaska with the good take. He says, this is kind of lit though. Not going to lie. I'm hyped to read all of a sudden. Shout out to Baked Alaska. See, yo, if you're to the right of Baked Alaska, you are just gone. We can't even bring you back. That's bad when Baked Alaska has a better take than you, man. This is the shit, man. This is the shit. And if anybody wants to tell me why that video is bad, we're going to open up phone lines at 9 p.m. Text HOTEP in your name to 202-596-5631. Text HOTEP in your name to 202-596-5631. We'll take your phone calls at 9 p.m. And maybe we can debate, argue about what's good or wrong about that video. I don't, I don't see what's, what's wrong about it. What about, what do y'all think, chat? Um, yeah, Goldstein says, is that the same Sneeko that has white kids saying fuck the women? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right, let's go back in the back. The moral of the story, again, though, what's the moral of the story, people? The moral of the story is black people are the beaten post for social media engagement. Talk shit about black people for social media engagement, and it works. It just, I told you, the great black griftoning is a mixture of black and white. I don't make the rules. I just point them out. Uh, let's go to these NYC voters for Trump. Let's take a look. Let's see what's going on in New York. 
facing uh, Montana right now? I think there's a lot more than just one issue. I think it's it's immigration. It's illegals coming through. It's drugs. I'm sorry, that's Montana at this point. My bad. It's cartels. It's uh, sex trafficking. It's human trafficking. I mean, there's so many issues going on here that people really don't even open their eyes to because it's not publicized. It, that issue is important to you. Why the border? The border. It's Lawrence B. Jones. Shout out to Lawrence. Especially my father was a uh, Border Patrol agent for 33 years and retired. I uh, passed away in 21, but he gave all his life, my childhood, to this country and protecting the border, keeping drugs out, keeping fentanyl out, keeping coke out, keeping all the bad things out that are affecting this community now today, just due to the fact that um, that's where, you know, crime happens. Yeah. Yeah, brother, thank you and your dad for your service. And that's a clean hat. I want to talk to some of the college students, young folks here. So we got a big presidential uh, race going on right now. We got a debate next week. What candidates are catching y'all's eyes? You know, it's for me, it's always been Trump. Um, he had great things for this country when he was president. And it's kind of sad to see what's happened to this country in the past three and a half years, three years um, from there. So I'm I'm really Kind of on the Trump train. Trump train. What about you, ma'am? I'm going to have to agree with that. I mean, under um, the Trump administration, we had great policies, and um, we like to call it Trump Tana here. What do you think is the most important <laughs> issue? Um, right now, I'd probably say at the border. Montana is a northern border state with a southern border crisis, so we need to close our border and help secure our Montana communities. You got it. I'm going to wrap around here, Nate. Real quickly, who is your candidate for this upcoming race? Uh, I think Trump's pretty obvious uh, option. He helped us so much when he was in office before, and uh, I think he'd do great things when he got back in. It's amazing. Thanks so much, dude. Uh, I'll send it back to you guys in New York. Pretty incredible that the young people are still saying Donald Trump right here in Montana. That, that's Could why you? people feel, Lawrence, that Tester's vulnerable. It's a, such a Republican area, so pro-Trump. He's on the ticket again. Uh, and whether it's uh, Matt Rosendale or, or Tim Sheehy, they really feel that they got a great shot. And Lawrence, good job working the little tiny microphone there with your big crowd. <laughs> hey, it's the thing that we do in TV. Yeah, we right? just got to roll with it. Face. Oh, man. Did y'all peep that? Did you peep that? That's the, that's the, watch this. That, hey, that's why you? people feel, Lawrence, that Tester's vulnerable. It's a feel Montana. That, hey, that's why you? people feel. Right here. Watch the guy lift his finger up right here because he had this waiting. Watch when he cut to that guy. People are still saying Donald Trump right here in Montana. That, that's Could why you? people feel. You hear him right there? But then this guy jumped in and talked, so he cut him off. But he comes in later. Listen to what he says. Bill Lawrence, the tester's vulnerable. It's a, such a Republican area, so pro-Trump. He's on the ticket again. Uh, and whether it's uh, Matt Rosendale or, or Tim Sheehy, they really feel that like they got a great shot. And Lawrence, good job working the little tiny microphone there with. <laughs> yo, we tried to play Lawrence, yo. Tell me, tell me that wasn't a little slick slight. See, in TV, you got the people in studio, then you got the people in the field. And the same thing happens in marketing. You have a field market, these guys that got to go out. Then you got the regular markets, they get to stay in the, in the office, right? So here you got the white folks in the office, right? And you got the nigga out in the field. They didn't sent him out to Bozy, uh, Bozeman, Montana. They sent him all the way out to Montana and and sent him out on field duty while they sit cushy, you know, in, in a nice uh, air-conditioned studio. Then he threw the jet. Now, not, 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 the problem isn't that he's in the field and they're in the studio. The problem is he threw the jab. They really feel like they got a great shot. And Lawrence, good job working the little tiny microphone there with your big crowd. And the sad part is he tried to fit it in right here. Trump right here in Montana. That, hey, that's why you, people feel. You see, he tried it in right there. So he shoehorned. He was like, oh, I didn't get it in that time. Hold on. After he's done speaking, then I'll get it out. I feel like they got a great shot. So he was holding on to this. He was holding on. Look at him smiling, leaning back and forth. He knows what he about to say. Look, watch his body language. They really feel like they got a great shot. Look at it. And Lawrence, good job working the little tiny microphone there with your big crowd. <laughs> good job working that little tiny microphone. Wow. That's how they did him, bro.
<laughs> See, Lawrence is better than me. I'd have cussed his ass out. I'd have cussed his ass out. I'd have just lost my, my Fox job right there. I'd have been like, hey, hey, no doubt, Stu. When I get back home, I'll be sure to punch you in the face for that comment when I see you. <laughs> That's what I would have said. Now back to you, John. <laughs> and would have dared him to fire me. Like, what are you talking about? It's just great TV. I, I didn't really threaten him. I was just joking, you know? That's the shit I would have pulled. Wow, disrespectful. That's messed up. That's messed up. That was a that was a a, a penis joke, Kay. Yeah, you gotta pause that, Goldstein. Did y'all peep that? I be peeping the weirdest shit, bro. Hagel said, "Why catch feelings? Why catch feelings? Why catch feelings? It's called nip it in the bud. That's why." It's called nip it in the bud. If you don't check somebody when they first disrespect you, they will continue to disrespect you. And 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 it'll also it will also get worse. Right? So maybe he don't say nothing now, but he gotta say something at some point. You know what I'm saying? You might have to punch him in the gut when y'all in the bathroom. Tell him, like, yo, say something about my little microphone next time and shit. You know what I'm saying? You might, you might put hands on them. I do not condone violence. Let me just make sure that disclaimer. Matter of fact, where's my disclaimer at? Where's my disclaimer? This stream contains adult humor. It's created strictly for comedic and artistic purposes. No offense is intended toward any proudest individuals featured in this video. <sighs> Kevin Lewis said, whatever, you tap, tap dance for them fools. They ain't never disrespect me. Ain't nobody at Fox ever disrespect me. Yeah, he responds. Uh, Lawrence responds. Listen. <laughs> hey, it's the thing that we do in TV. Yeah, we right? just got to roll with it. See, Lawrence is very professional. And I don't even think Lawrence peeped it. I don't think Lawrence even peeped it. I don't I don't think I would have peeped it. Like, while I'm doing a job, I think I would have to, in hindsight, be like, wait. Oh, shit, he had jokes. Or seen the clip. It's not something you would pick up on in the heat of the moment. Um, that's something you'd have to be third person to really peep. I don't think Lawrence could peep that. Um, but yeah, no, you'd have to check somebody after a comment like that. I'd have to check you. You're not just going to be talking shit because I'm in the field and you're in the office. That's not about to go down. Not about to go down. Yeah, he rolled with it and threw it off his shoulders. Yeah, he did. He did. I'd have checked him, though. I'd have checked him. I'd have checked in. I would have had to. Um, let's go back in the bag. Let's go back in the bag. What else we got here? Oh, we might as well just hop right into this. We might as well just hop into the big brain content of the day because we go to the phone lines in 15 minutes. So we might as well just go to this right now. Um, hold on. Let's see. Hey, throw AJ enough money. He ain't checking shit. Well, that's also true. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. <laughs> that's also true. Yeah, they treat him like a fill hand. They treat him like a fill hand. All right, let's go back. So we're going to talk about inflation. Now, um, I remember being on um, around the blockchain with an individual and we were talking about inflation and he was talking about core CPI and core CPI coming down and all this other stuff. And, you know, um, I did a great job rebuttaling him without arguing with him or debating directly because I knew just CPI is bullshit, right? So CPI is consumer price index. And there's a bunch of things that go into that. You got core CPI and you got other versions of CPI. I don't even know what they are, but there's other metrics under the CPI metrics umbrella. Right. And so, um, consumer price index is how they calculate inflation. So I, I never dove into what CPI they were using for inflation. And the reason why I didn't is because I don't look up stuff I already know the answer to, even if it's the specifics, right? So 
if I have a, sometimes if I have a general idea of something of how, cause I'm more concerned with the how. So if I generally know how something is happening, then I won't look it up because I just know how it works. I might not know the specifics, but I'll know how it works. So when people were talking about inflation went down, I already knew there was something going funky with the CPI. Now it comes across my desk. Exactly. Those specifics are not are now here based upon the CPI. Okay. So we're going to go into what exactly is happening with inflation in America to make you understand why they're saying inflation is going down, but the prices at um, the grocery store are still, are still high, right? So how can inflation go down, but we're still paying high prices for groceries and um, mortgage, mortgage rates and, and car loan rates, right? Facing. So today we're going into big brain content of the day, sponsored by none other than Syscoin. Shout out to the Syscoin fam. Uh, make sure you guys uh, join our Telegram group. We have a Telegram group with an airdrop, basically money falling out the sky uh, for your participation, of course. So hit the Telegram link in the description box below. Kay's probably about to post it right now in the chat. So join that Telegram group so you can get the airdrop, basically money falling out the sky. Super Dap coming soon. Super Token coming soon. Uh, shout out to Syscoin. So make sure you join that Telegram. Once you get to the Telegram, hit the pinned message at the top of the Telegram, and I have all the instructions there. It's very simple. All right, let's go back. All right. So this is posted on Zero Hedge. The name of this article is Government Start Calling for Price Controls, Rationing, and CBDCs Come Next. And this was authored by um, Brandon Smith via alt-market.us. Okay. So first of all, he said what I already understood, and that's CPI is not an accurate model for the effects of inflation, right? So he's basically saying Joe Biden manipulated the inflation numbers uh, when he opened up those uh, strategic oil reserves. And many of us remember when he did that. So because he opened up the strategic um, oil reserves, it changed the CPI. So it says here, many elements of the CPI are connected to energy. Biden had created an artificial dip in CPI using his strategy. So let's say you got um, groceries in there. Um, and you got car loans in there and you got mortgages in, in the CPI, in the CPI bag, and then you add energy in the CPI bag. Well, if energy prices are coming down, that's going to change the overall average of pricing, which would make it look like inflation is going down. So that's basically how they were manipulating the, CP, manipulating the CPI. So now he's saying that um, this, the strategic reserves have run out. Right. Which is why um, we're starting to see um, gas prices go back up. And he says this is happening now. The biggest jump in CPI in 14 months and gas prices crawling back toward all time highs. Then he goes on and lists a bunch of times that the government installed price controls. Right. Because that's really what the central bank does. It controls price of money. So he's pointing to other um uh, accounts uh, or examples of price controls in America, basically communism in America. So one he has here is 1971. Richard Nixon issued Executive Order 11615, and this was a 90-day free on uh, freeze on wages and prices. He points to a General Ford Whip Inflation Now campaign, which also instituted price controls. And then we also know that Joe Biden passed the Inflation Reduction Act, which was the Inflation Inflation Act. Um, much pun intended. And uh, that was another form of trying to tackle prices, a.k.a. communism. Um, and then Jimmy Carter introduced uh, price and wage guidelines, a.k.a. controls. He says here, though, he says the problem is simple. Price controls lead to lost profit incentive, which leads to less production. So basically what happens is if if you tell um, actually, I'll show you right here because he, he has the Canada's example right here. And he says. Canada's Justin Trudeau ordered top grocery chains in the country to cut prices while admonishing them for making higher profits, insinuating that they are the cause of inflation. In Canada, profit margins among grocers are actually flat due to rising costs. 
If one looks only at raw profits without taking into account inflation and producer costs, as well as transportation, distribution and wages, then it might look like these companies are pulling in the cash. Although there is zero evidence to support this claim. Said what Trudeau is doing is pretending to be stupid while engaging in a very clever strategy of of scapegoating, uh, scapegoating, right? Because um, what they'll say is yeah. So what they'll do is they'll blame corporations. They'll say these corporations are so greedy; they're raising prices. And it's like they're not raising prices just to arbitrarily raise prices. They raise prices because the gas costs more, because ingredients for their recipes cost more. Wages have gone up because of rent, like all their their cost of doing business has gone up. So if you take a business, right, and you increase the amount of expenditures or liabilities on their table, then you decrease how much they can charge. You're basically squeezing their profits from both ends, which destroys a grocery store. And grocery stores have very, mar they don't, grocery stores don't really have huge margins like that, except by going um, based upon a lot of volume, Right. So what what is the end game here? Well, if you squeeze the grocers to the point where grocers can't turn a profit, then you get a situation like Chicago where they're proposing government run grocery stores. Planning to replace essential services with government run operations. So when you look at this and you say, well, what does a government run operation look like? Well, obviously, it looks like something you're going to need a CBDC to transact that. So they're going to take over food distribution, maybe even food production. But this is like the beginning of the Weimar Republic. This is um, this is the beginning of uh, the Soviet Union. <laughs> you never want to put government in charge of food. You put government in charge of food. It's a wrap. You're going to be starving. Ugly, nasty work out here, people. Nasty, nasty work out here. But again, this is another way that they're going to try and implement the CBDCs when they take your essential services, move them to government-run operations. Those government-run operations are going to say, you want to shop here? We only accept CBDC. So there's another way that they're going to force a CBDC down your throat. That being said, let's go ahead and go to phone lines. Text Hotep in your name at 202-596-5631, 202-596-5631. And we'll head to the phone lines right after this short, brief commercial break. <laughs> 